0: Should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. So electrified looks different for everyone. Yup, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified diversified. Uh, Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hello, Jim. Hi, Catherine. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Uh Uh-oh. What if, just say a person Mm -hmm. had the opportunity to leave the city for the first time in three months and say that person, the the opportunity involved going to a house with three other people who've been being similarly careful. Yeah. And say that person would be picked up in a car, did not need to use any other form of transportation to get there. Is that bad?
1: Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Well I think the car is probably gonna be um your highest risk scenario, but if you can keep the windows rolled it's down. No, I'm
0: just the the person.
1: Oh yeah. The person. Mm-hmm. Let's just call her of hypothetical. Catherine just for um ease. So because we can't keep just saying the person. Um <laughs> I think the, it's nice because it's warm out so you can keep the windows open and keep some air flowing, but it, that mm-hmm. gets weird on the highway, right? How far are you going, California?
0: If this person were me, mm-hmm. this person would be going two hours in a car. Oh, okay. Say that person had been incredibly careful and therefore incredibly isolated for three months. Yeah. We might say this hypothetical person... Would benefit, their mental health would benefit, like right. in an off the charts way, by <laughs> by being uh, with some friends.
1: Yeah, it would be completely off the Catherine Wells mental health assessment <laughs> score chart, uh, that amount of mental health benefit. I think uh, everything's a cost benefit, right? Yeah. And it's important people know that public health ex- experts are taking that into account when they make recommendations. Um, right, and it's easy to sit here and say no, just don't do it, like don't. But I understand the importance of leaving the city and am considering finding ways to make that happen myself.
0: Really, what's your plan?
1: What you didn't tell me that you are, your plan. Uh, oh, I, I,
0: I don't know. I mean, I'm still considering my plan, but
1: okay, I don't know. No plans immediately because we're getting the, the puppy, you know.
0: I know. When does the puppy come?
1: Next week. <gasps> yeah.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. I would like to meet the puppy. Yeah, yeah, you can. Well, any anyway, enough about this hypothetical person. Yeah. Um, I just got a news alert. FDA withdraws approval of malaria drugs touted by Trump. So we hydroxychloroquine. I said it right. Nice. I assume is what they're talking about.
1: Yeah. Well, it had an emergency approval, which was is this sort of emergency use authorization, which is different from the long process that is required to prove that a drug helps. But if there's some plausible reason to think it might, it gets an emergency use authorization. Here, we didn't really have that, but we did have political pressure from the president who had touted the drug as a miracle and actually encouraged people to try it right. at, at press conferences. So then suddenly it gets this emergency use authorization. And a lot of people, a lot of doctors, and patients said, you know, what the heck? It can't hurt and it might help. They didn't have evidence of that. But we have these sort of rose colored glasses on like the re- there's mm-hmm. a, an, an odd optimism in moments of fear where You start to look at things that are implausible and that are not, in fact, risk-free. And suddenly, the calculus, it's very easy to convince people, you know, why not try it? Why not do it? It's another variable in the mix that could make things potentially worse once you do have the disease. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no more emergency use authorization. It would have been great if we didn't have a president who told people to take the drug.
0: So we know that hydroxychloroquine is not going to somehow magically protect you. No. Now, finally, the FDA has said, like, no. Um, But you have said many times that outcomes are highly correlated with just people's general health and immune systems, right?
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So, like, we should be doing things to boost our immune system and, like, you know, make sure that we are as healthy as possible, right?
1: Yeah, Actually, boosting the immune system is one of my uh, pet peeves. I have like three. Because you
0: don't like the word since. boost.
1: <laughs> yeah, because like boost we talked about, boost is
0: kind of an annoying word. Well,
1: it? like you don't want to increase it unduly. Like we talked about with the cytokine storm. And right. A lot of right. time, it's your, it's actually your immune system going way overboard that does you in here. So what you right, right, want and is autoimmune
0: this, disorders and etc. Yeah, et cetera. exactly. Yeah. Those
1: those are treated with immune suppressing drugs of which hydroxychloroquine is one. So uh, we're talking Mm. about a sort of balance and equilibrium that Uh we're looking to achieve where you can... Not like
0: maximum immune (laughs) (laughs) power.
1: Yeah, it's a very American idea.
0: Put the boosters on full blast. Right, right. Like that's actually what a cytokine storm is. Yes,
1: exactly. So we don't want that. So what we want is this idea of balance and harmony, and uh, it is not easy like major world religions have been working on this for quite some time really
0: a long time yeah really a long time so okay but what like here here's an instance here's an instance i've been taking a multivitamin every day
1: you have Hmm.
0: most days okay because i'm like i don't know couldn't hurt right yeah yeah but you are a multivitamin skeptic for reasons <laughs> that I don't remember or understand. And we actually got a question about this. Oh, like, yeah. you. Oh, I guess we mentioned it someday, and we got a listener who said, why wouldn't you take a multivitamin? Yeah. And also there's been stuff about vitamin D that I don't totally understand and the coronavirus. Like, what's wrong with taking a multivitamin? Isn't that just good if you need it and not bad if you don't?
1: That I think that's generally true it's probably fine um, depending on if you're taking a lot of other vitamins and supplements with it, there's a potential for on some vitamins that you can get too much, but mm-hmm. most likely these vitamins are balanced such that you're not going to have too much of anything. But what I'm interested in is that same fallacy that I think I was worried about really with hydroxychloroquine is a feeling of protection. And it's been my experience too, that when I have taken multivitamins i feel like i have some sort of i maybe mean, i don't need to eat quite as well or i can just mm-hmm. a lot of people feel that you can maybe just like have a pizza and a multivitamin and that means <laughs> you're full up on all, all the things you need um but it's not the same it doesn't work this it would be amazing if you could replicate a healthy diet in like one pill a day but we're so far from that
0: what is the point of a multivitamin then right why so, does it not work
1: there is something to the actual structure of food it contains fiber it signals your gut simply by its volume uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) they should just make the multivitamins really big
1: yeah um we have not been able to in medical science replicate the act of eating real food when people have to have feeding tubes of uh, different kinds of emergency nutrition, it's never as sustainable as when you're actually eating, quote-unquote, real food. Then when you add something like a vitamin in there, you get this potential protective fallacy where you think, I don't have to eat that real food quite as much or be as vigilant about that, and you could actually end up worse off. So, And it would be the same with, like, if I were taking hydroxychloroquine and thought, okay, now I can not social distance, that's a false right. balance, a false protective I mean, effect.
0: Right. But, okay, so there have been studies that show that, like, people who are wearing safety gear, people who wear seat belts, for instance, uh, drive more recklessly, mm-hmm. or... Um,
1: Bike helmets. Bikers tend to ride a little less vigilantly when they are wearing a helmet.
0: Right, but... We still tell people, definitely wear a seatbelt and a helmet, so why not take a multivitamin?
1: It's all in how you relate to it. If you really can just continue to do your thing and add a multivitamin in and not change anything, then go for it. Whatever. If you have, I mean, it might waste your money, but. Is there
0: really no, this is what I'm confused by, is there's no science behind like a vitamin being good for you?
1: not unless you have a deficiency in any of those areas.
0: And do people generally have, like is it very likely that our modern diet means you probably have some deficiencies?
1: No, anything that you would be likely to get deficient in or even possibly we fortify it. So even, you know, the pastas and cereals, they're full Mm -hmm. of these vitamins, they're fortified with vitamins in case you do just eat packaged foods, you know, all the time and never eat fresh produce.
0: Are you telling me that, like, my Cheerios have have a multivitamin in them?
1: Oh, yeah. They're loaded with vitamins. You know, the reason there's vitamin D in milk is because we add it to the milk. Um, We found ways to make an ultra-processed diet that would avoid vitamin deficiencies, and that's actually a problem for us because—
0: Wait, so we're already—like, our diet is already— basically the equivalent of a multivitamin. Yeah. Where we've just like randomly put vitamins in the crap we eat. Yeah.
1: That's what fortification is. You know, when it's fortified.
0: See, I I, I never knew. I never (laughs) knew. Like one of many things I've just never considered at all. Right. It's been like, oh yeah, fortified. Great. That sounds good.
1: Right. This is one of those things that is sort of like oxygen. You are getting enough and getting more is not going to help you The one outlier in the coronavirus vitamin discussion Mm -hmm. is vitamin D.
0: So I should be drinking a lot of four to (laughs) five.
1: Well, there's almost nothing in our diet that gets us vitamin D. It shouldn't even be called a vitamin in my humble opinion.
0: Mm. What is the definition of a vitamin?
1: Yeah, there is no definition.
0: (laughs) It's just like.
1: It's derived from this term, this marketing term, vital amines. We thought they were all had an amine group on them and turns out they don't and we thought that's that... what vitamin is yeah
0: that's <laughs> why does that make me laugh i know so... yeah
1: well it's crazy a great book on this uh Vitaminia by Catherine price it goes into the whole supplement industry and how this these ideas started but it's a random smattering of compounds that most of them occur in food and vitamin d is one that doesn't
0: you make it yourself from being out in the sun yeah is you make it?
1: it yourself um
0: Why do we name them like letters? How did that work?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And why did we skip over some of them? Um, It's a totally random process and the history. Which, well,
0: vitamin isn't a thing. It's just a made up. What are they? Minerals?
1: We call them micronutrients as opposed to, so you have the macronutrients like um, fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. Uh And then micro is these tinier ones of ones of which you need like the amount of the head of a pin every month. Uh, things that you can develop a disease, but your body was not meant to be, like, consuming them every day, much less taking huge amounts of them.
0: So vitamin D, your own body makes it by being out in the sun.
1: Yeah, that's traditionally, historically, our, our main source of it, and you don't need a lot, like a few mm-hmm. minutes. Th- there's not evidence that, like, laying out and tanning is good for you. That's still, you know, a major cause of s- skin cancer and... Uh-huh. um. But as long as you have some exposure, even just sitting near a window, that should be fine. Um, there are debates about exactly how much you need, mm-hmm. and there is evidence that people who you know uh, live at the latitudes where it's dark all the time should definitely be supplementing. Mm-hmm. But there are some serious researchers right now who believe that there's enough people who are in this gray area who might not be getting enough vitamin D, especially when you know, told to stay home and really limiting outdoor exposure, mm-hmm. that it would be good to take a supplement. And more is not necessarily better, a small amount in a supplement, but it does affect the functioning of your immune system.
0: So it's not that vitamin D somehow fights off the coronavirus. No. It's that if you don't have enough vitamin D, which there could be a slightly elevated percentage of people who don't have enough vitamin D because we're all staying inside a lot, yeah. um, then your immune system can get old, get wacky and therefore you would want to take a supplement.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of debate in the medical community over just how widespread vitamin D deficiency is, but mm-hmm. enough serious people believe that it's very widespread that I think it's reasonable, especially if you're not getting out right now, to take a, a small supplement. I, again, it shouldn't make you anyone feel cavalier about social distancing and everything else but even if it somehow did have that effect you know you'd be balancing it with something that like actually had a plausible benefit as opposed to something that like like hydroxychloroquine that had no plausible benefit
0: well i'm gonna keep taking my multivitamins.
1: <laughs> okay
0: just in case um what about vitamin c boost yeah. your immune system at the beginning of this i was taking a vitamin uh, like a, an emergency every day first of all what is vitamin C? And uh, why is it always orange?
1: <laughs> well, it's sorbic acid. So
0: absorbic acid.
1: Asorbic acid.
0: Asorbic or absorbic. Asorbic. Asorbic
1: acid. Hmm. So uh do you know why people think vitamin C helps with colds? I do not. Um do you remember Linus Pauling? No. He was a Nobel laureate, really respected. Like Albert Einstein said of Linus Pauling's work, it's too complicated for me. (laughs) This was back in the 1930s. Pauling was doing a lot of groundbreaking physics, became the world's eminent scientist. And then in his later years, started getting like really, really into vitamin C. In a strange way, he was taking <laughs> tons and tons and tons of it. He started becoming this sort of um, evangelist for it. And it uh-huh. was strange because he really was like as respected and credible as anyone could be in mm-hmm. the scientific field. And that never bore out. And he didn't. He sort of <laughs> were like, wait a minute. I I mean, I trust this guy, but what? Vitamin C is something that is really hard to take too much of, but I think he was flirting with a line of, like, mountains of it. And people tested his theories that it would prevent cancer and all sorts of diseases, and it it didn't bear out. And, um... Without vitamin C, you get scurvy. You start bleeding everywhere. You start bleeding from tiny vessels in your eyes and gums.
0: Right. I recall this being like a, like a sailor's, you know, when I learned in grade school about sailors, like scurvy and rickets were always what they were getting.
1: Right. right. Because
0: they were out, they didn't have, you know, they were always eating hardtack or whatever, like (laughs) very dry biscuits.
1: Yeah. And so they started bringing limes with them and they were called limey, like, you know, Uh, That was one of my favorite pirate terms. And um, (laughs) because they'd suck on a lime occasionally and that's all you needed. Um, It was like one a week, I think, that they would just, you know, get just enough to not be deficient. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, if something is that vital to you, if you started taking tons and tons and tons of it, there's no reason to think that it wouldn't have some effect on you. But for the most part, it's just kind of like washing through you.
0: Um, So, wait, so are most people not vitamin C deficient? No. Is emergency a hoax?
1: Yes. (gasps) Really? I don't want to call any specific product a hoax.
0: Okay, but it's like powders, you know, vitamin C supplements, which I was taking daily at the beginning because I was, you know, wanted my immune system to be totally up to snuff. That was pointless?
1: yes. Vitamin C supplements will not protect you and will not improve the course of respiratory illness. There is a smattering of bad evidence, but no good evidence. And the only reason that people believe it in the first place is this historic fallacy that did not bear out from a person who ended up like basically losing all of his credibility by the end of his life because he came Linus Pauling. But because so he
0: was the guy who popularized vitamin c for illness
1: yeah among others yeah i mean uh, 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 he started taking huge amounts of other vitamins too
0: and because he was so scientifically respected people were like well einstein is uh, respects this guy like he must know what he's talking about with the vitamin c
1: yeah, I mean, he started by saying they could prevent colds and, and cancer, and then he was like, "Well, we take vitamin E and beta carotene, then it can cure heart disease and mental illness and polio and measles and tuberculosis and all kinds of things." Like the the list was kind of never ending. It was, um, yeah, it it was sad and wrong. He no, because he actually even um, suggested that stuff in during AIDS. Epidemic, too. Oh my God. Um, But anyway, uh, he is credited now with the basic obsession that that has not gone away. And I think, despite. Yeah,
0: how has it lasted this long? I mean, there's a whole industry. What about OJ?
1: Yeah, because this is exactly.
0: Orange juice is completely marketed on vitamins. I know.
1: And it's just sugar. Like, juice is one of the worst things you can drink. We know that getting too much sugar is not good for you. And we know that. Consuming it in the form of an orange versus orange juice is simply better because you at least get some fiber in it and moves through your system more slowly, absorbs it more slowly, whereas juice is just like, hook it into my veins. I don't recommend drinking orange juice. So supplements are an enormous and almost unregulated industry. They are marketed as parts of all these foods and all these other industries like like orange juice, uh, dairy cereals and all these things that just because it says now with extra vitamin E and you're supposed to just believe that must be good, right? And despite the lack of evidence to support it, we also have this bias of thinking, well, you know, I think it's good. And even if I'm wrong, can't hurt, right? Right. And that bias is so strong in us when it comes to things like, you know, life and death. And we know that what we eat affects pretty much every health condition so anyone with any concern about their longevity or management of a chronic illness is like very susceptible to that reasoning and logic and Mm -hmm. it's very sad to see
0: you know i have enough disillusionment in my life right now i don't need you telling me that vitamins aren't real
1: they're real you just need a very, very tiny amount, and you're getting them from your diet if you're eating anything. Like,
0: How many more things can I lose faith in, Jim?
1: I'm freeing you of a sense of need that was a fallacy, right? Save some money. Yeah. My idea is, you know, with that and with, like, hygiene ritual products and stuff mm-hmm. is that it's important to allocate the things that you believe are protecting you and the, or that you, you know, enjoy and just make sure, like, they really are things to protect you, or they really are things that add value and joy to your life. And if they're not, then, yeah, you can get rid of them. Okay. (sighs) No, I'm sorry. No, no,
0: that's really good advice. Uh, It's it's all really good advice. I think I'm going to keep taking the multivitamin every now and then just, you know, because it can't hurt. But I'm also, every time I take it, I'm going to be like, I'm being had.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got me, multivitamin. Down (laughs) you go. (laughs) <laughs> um, no, but I definitely would not like, yeah, the, the vitamin C supplements specifically. And, you know, they're allowed to say things like enhance immunity or boost immunity. They right. are not allowed to make specific medical claims like saying prevents coronavirus infection. But I'm already seeing that stuff pop up all over, you know.
0: Wait, but boost immunity. So that but that is also you're saying that is false.
1: Right. Or it's... Well, it's it's false, but it also, and, and yeah, the very premise is false, but they can make those claims. The industry has an enormous lobby and has been basically unable to be regulated.
0: The vitamin lobby? Yeah,
1: the supplement industry. They tried to do this back in the 80s, and there was a huge campaign. Uh, <laughs> and they got to Ronald Reagan. They were like, uh, don't let the government take over your vitamins, and then Congress just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It, there was a there was a Don't commercial funded by the vitamin industry with Mel Gibson and he's like What? Uh, oh
0: Mel of course Mel Gibson was involved. <laughs> of course he was involved.
1: Like driving out some government agents who are coming to, into his house to take the vitamins out of his cabinet. What? Yeah.
0: <sighs> oh my god.
1: And so the only I thing... at
0: least I'm reassured that like all bad things cluster together, you know?
1: Oh. But like Yeah, If
0: Mel Gibson was involved, like, red flag.
1: It's sort of this Wild West of compounds where you can take anything to market right away. You got to notify the FDA you're going to do it. You have to give a mailing address of your business. And then you can start selling something and calling it vitamin D. And sometimes it's just echinacea or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. It can be anything. Versus the pharmaceutical industry where you really, you know, it's a long, enormous, expensive process to bring.
0: Well, where we started this conversation, the FDA, like, actually preventing something
1: from well from being yeah. falsely
0: peddled as a cure. But we're still <laughs> we're still all uh gurgling fizzy orange liquid.
1: Yeah. The process for getting a drug to market is it has to actually prove that it does do what it says it does. But uh, a vitamin
0: because is exempt because like what's the theory? Because basically theoretically, theoretically
1: you, you because you're not allowed to make that claim. You're not allowed to say lowers blood pressure. Um,
0: So it's they're just like not making any claims.
1: All we're saying is it's cardioprotective. We didn't say it was curing heart disease. And you can say boosts immunity. You can't say cures coronavirus. Like you can say improves bone health. You can't say cures osteoporosis. It is these things that if you're a worried person, you can clearly read into. Like, I'm worried about the coronavirus now. I'm going to take this thing that says protective immunity function.
0: That's what I did at the beginning. Right. I, was, I was not only taking it myself, but like pressuring other people to take um, oh. vitamins, yeah. <laughs> C yeah. supplements every day.
1: Oh gosh, you were a pusher. Did the vitamins, yeah. <laughs> did they get to you?
0: They were, I wasn't even being paid. Oh, okay.
1: It's like they they've found so many rhetorical mm-hmm. um, ways around it that it reads to me as very maliciously preying on people who yeah. want to believe right. that this is going to be good for their heart disease. And in this moment right now, where people are going to be kind of, you know, things are opening up. People want to protect themselves. You know, Tom Brady is pushing a a protective supplement line right now that boosts immunity and uh, other people are doing the same. And it's a moment where we're going to see a lot of predatory stuff. And I just hope people are not, um, you know, it would be great if there were a system in place that could help people make better sense of that. Like, and,
0: say, the Food and Drug Admit, like a government yeah. agency, say, devoted to this exact thing. Like, um, it would be great.
1: I, I think that's a good answer, but also just the you know, if your local government felt like it was a reopening sure. really slowly and consciously and providing masks and space and all the things people need, people would feel less driven to be like sure. how do I protect myself? Right. Oh Tom Brady right. says.
0: Right. And and he's healthy. He plays a professional sport. <laughs> okay. So before we wrap up, what actually should I do? Like what how do you actually eat healthy. Like just what were the basics? If if it's not ice cream as you insist. What <laughs> what are the basics? Are they your weird health pancakes?
1: I so Are you I, ready
0: to give the recipe for your freaky no. pancakes? Okay.
1: Um this is not an easy question, you know. Yeah. I I believe in the cultural and social aesthetic all kinds of things of importance of food and I'm not rigid about I think Counting calories is bad, counting yeah. nutrients is not really helpful, and that what you really want is it's difficult to get too far beyond what Michael Pollan said, Yeah, like, mostly plants. I, I, I honestly think, though, he said eat food, not too much, mostly plants. I think mostly plants is all you need. Um, When Just you eat, eat mostly, mostly plants, plants. you okay. fill up. Like, it's actually impossible to overeat salad. Like you will fill up before you get enough calories to have too much food. And where we get too many calories is through stuff like the pint of ice cream that has a thousand calories. But I think counting calories is silly because if you just focus on... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, not calories, but...
1: Yeah, yeah. So just focus on eating a lot of plants.
0: Eating a lot of plants. Okay. I'm going to redouble my efforts. I'll eat a plant today. One plant.
1: We know the ways to protect from the virus too. It's not going to come... In a pill bottle. I hope you have a good time on your trip. When are you leaving?
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. Let's do the credits. This show was produced today by Kevin Townsend. Thank you, Kevin. Write us at at socialdistanceattheatlantic.com. You can also call us at 202-642-6487. And if you have been enjoying this show and you want access to all of the journalism we do at The Atlantic, The best way to do that is with a subscription, and you can do that at TheAtlantic.com slash support us. This did make me have a craving for ice cream, so I'm going to go get some. (laughs) Okay. All right. Bye. Talk to you Wednesday. Bye.
1: So, should we go electric?
0: I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified?